The following is a message of First Baptist Richardson. For more information, please visit fbcr.org. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, I was here back in February, just as a FYI, and I'm really glad to be back. Thank you very much. Uh, honored to be back and um, been around the state a little bit since I was last here, but it's sure good to be back at First Baptist Richardson this morning, and uh, thank you very much for the kind and gracious opportunity and uh, an invitation. So uh, pleased to be here. I'm not sure how I, I, this works, but I, I think that I'm on the big screen in, in the main auditorium. That, that excites me a little bit. I'll be honest about that. Uh, so, I'm, but this is this will not be my first time on the big screen. By that I mean I uh, I'm actually in a movie. So, um, I don't know if you've seen the movie The Rookie. It's a it's a older. So I'm in The Rookie. Uh, one of my really good friends, uh, a guy who was a groomsman in our wedding, uh, John Lee Hancock, uh, is the director of that movie. And my younger brother, Phil Hartage, is the assistant director in that movie. And so they were filming one evening over at what was then the ballpark at Arlington. And uh, so we went over to watch them film, and they said, do you want to be in the film? What's your answer to that? Well, of course. And so they, they put me and my son, John, um, as extras. And so we're standing there, and they, they go around to, uh, you know, hand all the extras stuff like we're at a ball game. We really were at a ball game, but they thought we needed to have stuff in our hands to look like we we're at a ball game. So they handed me a Miller Lite beer cup. <laughs> so... There's that part of the movie. Uh, but glad to be on the big screen. And if you're in uh, the main auditorium there, welcome to First Baptist Richardson. Delighted to have you join us this morning. Uh, about um, 30 years ago, a man named uh, Stephen Covey uh, wrote a couple of books that became very popular. Uh, they were popular in the corporate world, uh, popular in industry, uh, really became popular in the church. Uh, these were books about uh, management. These were books about leadership. Uh, one was Seven Hi- Habits of Highly Effective People. Some of you probably have that book, read that book. I know a lot of business leaders really latched onto that. A lot of pastors did as well. well and then, now that's a book um, about life principles, kind of uh, how to balance and manage uh, life maybe better than perhaps you had been. Then the second book uh, was a book entitled First Things First. And it was a book about how to kind of manage uh, and prioritize, uh, compartmentalize one's own personal living experience. But it prioritize would probably be the best way to describe his purpose in writing that book. Well, today I would like to uh, borrow his title, uh, First Things First, and spend just a few minutes talking about 
um, kind of the, the right priorities for you and for me who are believers in and followers of Jesus Christ. And to do all of that, let's go to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to look at verse 33. That's a passage probably familiar to some of you, but uh, Matthew chapter 6, I'm going to read verse 33. This is kind of in the middle of Jesus's Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount was Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And so at the end of of chapter 6, Jesus makes this incredible, important, uh, encompassing statement for his disciples, a statement that kind of just laid it out for those living in the first century, kind of laid it out for those of us living in the 21st century. We're going to just read that, and then I have some thoughts about it. But Matthew six thirty three, Jesus says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you, will be provided for you. Just start with a couple of quick statements. The word seek, that means to pursue. In other words, action. To be a believer in and a follower of Jesus Christ is an active life. It's intent, sometimes intense. But Jesus seems to indicate here that you and me are to actively pursue the kingdom of God. First, before, above, anything else. Sometimes, I think we allow our Christian life to be lived out in a more passive nature than what Jesus intends. He says to seek. I hear uh, sports commentators sometimes when they talk about a ball player who's kind of coming into his own, they'll say something like, well, he's finally letting the game come to him. She's finally letting the game come to her. I'm not sure I know what that means, but I'm pretty sure that's not what Jesus intends for you and for me. You know, we're not just to sit back and let this life come to us. He says, seek, pursue with intent the things of God first, above, and before everything else. So it's that first part I want to spend just a few minutes on this morning. So what does it mean to seek first the kingdom of God? I got a few ideas. First idea is this. I think it does mean that Jesus Christ will be the person of greatest importance in our life. Our relationship with him will be the relationship that is the most important for us. First is in my life and in your life, if you're a believer in and a follower of Jesus, the first relationship that we pursue is a relationship with Jesus. Now, now there's a reason for that. No one else has ever done could do today, will ever be able to do for you or for me what Jesus has done. What Jesus has done is he has given his life for us. 
He has taken our sin on his shoulders. He died on the cross and in so doing, provided the pathway for you and for me to experience eternal life, a life with God in heaven forever. No one else can, will ever do that for you. Jesus is the most important person in our life. There's a, there's a story that's told of a, an old colonial preacher. Uh, back when they dressed a whole lot differently on a Sunday morning than, than I'm dressed today. Back in those days, the, the preacher, would have, he had a, a coat and it had like 12 or 14 buttons on it. Just from the top to the bottom. It was old colonial preacher, you know, kind of picture this in your mind, a white wood frame church out in the country, wintertime, old stove in the corner. The preacher comes in, this long coat, all of these buttons, and there are two little boys in the church. And they look at the preacher. Then they kind of walk away, turn away, And one of them says to the other, did you see the preacher's coat? The other one said, yes. And the first one said, he missed the top button and it's wrong all the way down. (laughs) What I'm saying to you is if we miss this about Jesus and our relationship with him being the most important, our pursuit of a relationship with him being a, a relationship we pursue before all others, if we miss that, all of our relationships will not be as they could be or should be all the way down. So just like you, there are important people in my life. I talked to my father and my mother this morning on the phone. My father turned 90 um, about a month ago. In two months, my mother will turn 90, and in November, they'll celebrate their 70th wedding anniversary. So I'm blessed that they're still here and doing well. I love my parents. Kathleen's with me here on the front row. We've been married 42 and a half years. And I love Kathleen. Earthly living, she's the most important person in my life. I have a son and a daughter that I cherish. I have two granddaughters, age nine and age seven. True treasures for for me. All that to say, there are important people in my life. You have important people in your life. Parents, siblings, I have two brothers and a sister. You've got spouses, children, grandchildren. We have coworkers. We have uh, friends, uh, social setting kinds of things, uh, classmates. There are people out there that we love, we care for, that are important to us. But when Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God, I think, I think that means at the beginning, the first relationship that we pursue is a relationship with him. And that is going to make everything else better all the way down.
So that's one. Seek first the kingdom of God. Second thing is, I think, I think the Bible should be the book that is the most important book in your life. Now, there's a reason for that. Only the Bible describes itself as God-breathed. In other words, Almighty God, creator of the universe, sustainer of the world as we know it, redeemer of life from sin to eternity, only the Bible is God-breathed. His word, his breath in this book, only this book. Now, this book is um, a book contained, 66 books contained in one, 39 Old Testament books, as we call them, 27 New Testament books, as we call them, 40 different authors, three different languages, hundreds of years. You, You go down the list, but over all of those years, all of those people, those languages, all of it, God breathed. So the most important book, for you and for me, is the Bible. I was in um, Austin, Texas, uh, last week. And um, other than some really great barbecue at Valencia's, which I highly recommend, and that public service announcement is unpaid. (laughs) So I stopped by, uh, I I had lunch with a, a couple of pastors, and then uh, on the way out of town, I stopped by to see another pastor friend of mine, Hillcrest Baptist Church in Austin. His name's Tom Goodman, and he's written a novel. And it goes on sale in uh, July, but he gave me a free advanced copy. So uh, I started reading it, and it's good. Uh, For a preacher, he's writing a good novel. It's based on a true story. It's based on the true story of the Santa Claus robbery of the bank in Cisco, Texas in 1927. And the title of the book is The Last Man. So be on the lookout. All that to say, it's a good book. You are probably reading good books right now, most of you. And you know, we could take time and go by what do you, you know, what do you, what do you recommend? What are you reading? We, we could do all of that right now. And you'd have recommendations. Hey, I'm reading this. It is so good. Lots of good books out there. None of them can be more important to us than the Bible if we're going to seek first the kingdom of God. I, I noticed on the little video out here, the little board, that you've got Vacation Bible School coming up soon. I remember... Going to VBS, I remember being a pastor when our churches had VBS, and I was always there and always a part of that. Loved Vacation Bible School. And you know, you, you walk in with the, with the students, and uh, at least back in the day, I don't, they may do it differently nowadays, but uh, back in the day, uh, you know, we walk in and we all stand up and they'd say the pledges. They'd pledge to the flag of the United States of America. We'd say the pledge to the Christian flag, and we'd say the, the pledge to the Bible. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I'll make it a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path, and will hide his word in my heart that I may not sin against God. It's a good pledge. A lot of good books out there. 
but none of them deserve our pledge like this book. There are a lot of good books out there that entertain you. There are a lot of good things out there that will help you, that will advise you. You can go into bookstores all over the Metroplex and find self-help books, advice books, direction books. You can find all of that. But only this book really is worth reading over and over and over again. Only this book contains messages that are worth our memorization. Only this book should serve as your guide and my guide for our faith and the guide to the practice of our faith. When Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, what does that mean? Just in real practical terms. I think it means that Jesus and our relationship with him is the first person, the first relationship we pursue. I do think it means that the Bible is that book of greatest importance in our life. You know, I think it means that the Lord's day is the most important day of our week. You go back to creation. So God created in six days, and then on the seventh, on the Sabbath day, he rested. Six days of work, seventh last day, rest. Now, you remember the New Testament when Jesus died on the cross on a Friday, and then he was buried that evening and was in that tomb all that Saturday. And then on that third day, that Sunday morning, he rose from the dead. There was a change then from the Sabbath to the Sunday. The first day of the week is now when God's people chose to celebrate and honor and gather and pray and worship. It became not the Sabbath, but now it's the Lord's Day. It's Sunday. So my, my point is the first day of the week, this Lord's Day, this Sunday, the most important day of your week. Now, we have a, a challenge in front of us to keep that the most. Everybody likes Friday and Saturday. Thursday's not a bad day. You kind of starting point towards the weekend. Wednesday, we talk about the hum day. We kind of feel like we're over it. Now we're headed towards the weekend. Tacos are on Tuesday. So you know, all of these things that are out there. But Sunday, the Lord's day, the most important day of your week. Um, we had Memorial Day, what, two weeks ago? I think uh, a week from tomorrow is Juneteenth. Uh, two weeks after that is July the 4th. Have you ever been out of the United States on July the 4th? I have one time. Uh, a few years ago, Kathleen and I were in Vancouver, uh, Canada, on July the 4th at a gathering of the Baptist World Alliance. And you know, you know what? July the 4th means in Vancouver, Canada, nothing. So around the, you know, then we, we, got, we got Labor Day coming up, and then I think we got Thanksgiving. Do you know what Thanksgiving is to the rest of the world? Thursday. 
we had these special days here in in the U.S. that that we honor, we recognize, we observe. They're important to us. We celebrate. We we take off. The Lord's Day, for those of us who are believers in and followers of Jesus Christ, this is our special day. Now, when you were driving here today, did you look around? It's it's not special to a lot of people. A lot of of folks haven't set aside this day as a day of significance. And if we don't, what does that mean to them? I'm simply saying when Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness... Just in real practical terms, living out on a, daily, uh, on a daily basis, what does it mean? It means that Jesus is the most important person to me. It means that the Bible is the most important book to me. It means that the Lord's Day, Sunday, is a day that is special to me and those who are fellow followers of Jesus Christ like I am. It, it means something to us. I think it means that the church is the most important institution in your life. So why is that? Only the church has been ordained by God. Only the church was started by Jesus. Only the church has that stamp of approval from God himself as started by and and through his son Jesus Christ. Only the church. Matthew 16. I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It's not our church. It's his church. He started it. Therefore, the church is the institution that is the most important for you and for me. A lot of good organizations out there to be a part of, a lot of good clubs to belong to. And we enjoy those kinds of things. You know, when I was in college, I was in a fraternity, had a, had a good time with all of that. It was, it, was, it was fun. It was good. Still have great friends from all of that. Back when I was a pastor out in, in Sulphur Springs, northeast Texas, loved it out there. For their 14 years, we had a great experience. I was a member of the, of the local Rotary Club. We met every Thursday, had lunch, enjoyed it, met people around town that I would not have known before, enjoyed all of that. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes... I can still remember the little four-way test that we used to say as Rotarians. You know, I'm going to try that right now. I shouldn't do this. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? I'm very proud of myself. I'm going to just... Let's all pause here for a minute and just ignore. Nothing wrong with that little four-way test. It's good, makes sense. I'm surprised I remember, but I'm glad I do. All that to say, other organizations find to be a part of, clubs, groups, support, that's all good. But when we let any of those find a place of greater importance, rise to a place of greater significance, when they become 
more special in our heart or in our mind than does the church and our relationship with the church, then we have stepped back from Matthew 6, because Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and to seek first the kingdom of God, I think does mean that the church is the institution of greatest importance for you and for me. We pursue and involvement with the church. We pursue our support of the church. And I'll just say it right now. There's probably not been a time, at least in recent years, that First Baptist Richardson has been in greater need of your involvement and your support than it is right now. Anytime a church is without a pastor, it's time for the people of the church, the congregation of the church, to rise up, step up, and pursue that involvement and that relationship with the church more so than maybe they would otherwise. And right now, in this time, in, the, in this time period, in the life of this church, on behalf of the church, no one's even asked me to say this. I just believe in it because it is important. You, as members of First Baptist Richardson, Now is the time to rise up, stand up, be involved, and be supportive in every way to the church because the church was established, organized, ordained, started by Jesus Christ himself. No other organization and no other institution. So Jesus said, seek first. What does it mean? Jesus, the most important person in your life. The Bible, the most important book. The Lord's Day, the most important day of your week. The church, the most important institution in which you are involved in and to which you give your support. Now, if I was the pastor, I would probably pause right here and say that the tithe should be the most important money that you spend. But I'm not the pastor. So I'll not say that. (laughs) All that to say, ministers, we, we have an ability. Uh, We have, you could even, you might even sometimes call it a gift. What is, what is, what is this? rare gift, this ability, this unique. It's the ability to make things more complicated than sometimes they ought to be. We, we, it's just something we're capable of doing, making things more complicated than they should be. When Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you know, I just wanted to I just want to say today on this June the 11th, I don't think it's that complicated. It's not hard to just sit back and think, I need to pursue a relationship with Jesus first. That's going to make everything else better. I need to spend more time in his word because this is the only book that I can read that actually has been inspired by, breathed into by God himself. I need to make sure that that the Lord's Day, that Sunday, is a priority for me and my family. That it would in and of itself would be a testimony to those around me who don't know Jesus that I have prioritized this day. It's special to me because I am a believer in and I'm a follower of Jesus. And the church, 
And particularly now, First Baptist Church Richardson, my church, you would say. Now, it's in great need of my involvement and my support. And I will be there for the church. It's not that complicated. Seek first. Let's seek first today. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the day and the blessings of it. We do thank you for this day. We thank you for this church. We thank you for this book that's in front of us. And we thank you for your son. All of it, Father, we just acknowledge that is truly a gift from you. And we receive that gift. We accept that gift. We acknowledge that gift. Help us in our response to pursue you and those things that you have started and established and provided for us in a way that honors and in a way that pleases you. Heavenly Father, we pause to uh, give a few minutes of our time to this invitation. We just ask that you'd speak to our hearts and give us the courage, the ability to respond now in ways that honor and please you. And these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.